Chicken on a Stick presents. Persistence of Vision. All right, welcome everybody. We're just, uh, this is a little bit different. Haven't done anything like this before, but uh, this is going to be a spoiler discussion of Halloween Ends. As I said in our uh, review of the movie, it's very hard to accurately discuss without actually talking about any sort of spoilers. So, uh, two people were kind enough to join me for this, to actually dissect and discuss this movie. Um, So I've got with me two great streamers. Uh, we've got Sugi over here, and Hi. and then we got Laugh as well. Howdy. Uh, and we're just going to talk about this movie, because I know after we all saw it, everybody was wanting to talk about it more in depth, because uh, there's a lot going on in this movie. Much more than I think anybody would have expected actually going into it. Definitely. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's it was pretty crazy. <laughs> I think it's pretty jarring from the start. Yeah, and I think well, one of the first things I think I saw after maybe just as the credits started rolling because sometimes I'll pull out my phone because we saw it in theater. Um, I'll pull out my phone and then I'll have like Discord notifications or something. I think one of the first things I saw was Sugi in your Discord, just that GIF you sent of the person being like, "What the." F- like, what am I Steve watching? Harvey. It was Steve Harvey going, what the fuck is happening, is what it is. Um, do you want to give, like, an opening statement? Because I kind of have an idea in my head that just popped I, up right The now. first thing I was going to ask is, before we get into it, so for our Chicken on the Stick review, I, uh, Maggie gave it a 6 out of 10, and I gave it a 5 out of 10. So just mm-hmm. maybe... As much as you, you know, you can say as much as you want, but maybe just what your general thoughts on the movie were before we kind of jump in. Would you like? Who would like to go first? If you want me to, I can. English. Okay. So, just a little bit about like how I watch movies. I have to share this before I share my opinion. So basically, I don't watch movies for good quality. I watch movies just purely for fun. I think that like good writing and good characters and good acting definitely make movies better, but I don't need good writing to have a fun time. And I don't need good characters or good acting to have a good time. Like just as an example, since we're talking about Halloween, I know Krim hates this movie, but like when Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 released in theaters, I went opening weekend. I watched it and I had a smile on my face the whole movie because I loved that. I movie. went to a midnight showing for that movie. I loved it. I thought it was great. I also think like my favorite Friday the 13th, or not even Friday the 13th movies, I love like Jason X and Jason Goes to Hell are my favorite Jason movies. And I honestly love Game of Thrones season eight. Um, Like it's very easy for me to have a good time. And with that being said, with um, Halloween ends, I feel like general thoughts, I feel like this movie as a standalone Halloween movie, like I thought it was really good. I honestly just loved it. Um, I did have some issues with some of the story things that I'll get into later, but I really liked how they just did something new. Like after that opening scene, I was just exactly what the <laughs> gift said. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I was so confused, but I loved it. I love not knowing what's going to happen. I genuinely enjoyed the movie from start to finish. 
I feel like just as its own, this movie is really good. And it's a really good entry into the Halloween franchise. But I feel like as a sequel to Kills, it is very disconnected from Halloween Kills. I feel like especially the Michael Myers stuff in this movie, he does not even feel like the same Michael Myers. Like he's... The for some reason he goes from invincible and kills to just weak old man in Halloween ends and he's just hiding in the sewer and then just like how his power was working where he was weak then he was powerful then he was weak again I feel like he was very disconnected from Halloween kills and Halloween 2018 so I feel like this movie is just very good on its own but not a good sequel to kills that's my general thoughts okay yeah, the yeah, there's a lot I think that I agree with you there. And so the way yeah, the way that I view movies is I there's I, I like a wide array of movies and there are movies that I would consider objectively bad that I thoroughly enjoy as well. But one of the main things that I look for is like character development, world development and uh just does everything fit within the story that is being told and perhaps not like a greater scheme? Like, does everything fit within the narrative? Yeah, and definitely. then with this movie, I thought it had a very strong start. I was just like, what's going on? But I was very excited. And there's even aspects to like this Dracula, Michael Myers that had, you know, this lackey bring blood to him. Like, I thought that I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. But I didn't feel like it was... It was also very boring in a lot of ways that I like to go into later, and mm. I felt like there was a great setup that was potentially happening, and then it just very poorly delivered in a lot of things that I enjoy about Halloween, which is like brutal kills. Eventually, not you know not so much in 1978, but eventually the series, especially David Gordon Green's, has a lot of brutal deaths, um, expanding upon a idea that was created in 1978 which they set up a lot of in halloween kills and then i just feel like the finale just felt fell short and i was a bit disappointed but there were aspects that i enjoyed and i think the movie did well yeah uh <laughs> i think this will be an interesting discussion overall um <clears throat> i kind of agree I, I mean i think i'm maybe a little bit in the middle between both of you as far as the way i enjoy i do like good character development world building all that sort of, i mean i very famously love the movie only god forgives which is very much not liked by most people <laughs> and, and it's very heavy-handed in its themes and what it's trying to get across and whatever and, and you know you can take it or leave it but mm -hmm. um for the most part yeah, I mean, the movie's got to be exceptionally bad for me to really, really dislike it. Um, and I don't think that this movie was. I think this movie ha does. I think I said in the review that there's a lot going on in this movie that I think works and works well. But it almost feels like the ideas and things that the movie wanted to do and, and brought in, especially with Corey, were completely like the legs were cut out from under it just by the sole fact that this has to be a Halloween movie. They have to fit in Laurie Strode and Mike Myers. If not for that, I think this could have been an interesting new sort of IP or even spinoff to Halloween, but it's it's somewhere kind of in the middle. And I feel like I saw, um, I read or I heard somebody maybe in a review of their own saying that it very much, this movie almost solidifies that... Um, Danny McBride and uh, Green had no ideas or no 
ambition past just the first 2018 Halloween. Like, they had no idea where it was going after that, and then everything was just sort of off the cusp, off the cuff at that point. Just let's try something different. Let's throw this in there. Who knows? We'll see what'll stick. Everything after that was let's just make some sequels <laughs> and see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> I, and that's not necessarily their fault. That very much could have just been like they managed to make a fantastic sequel with Halloween 2018, and it just did so well that all of a sudden the studio was, "Hey, you're gonna make two more for us, okay?" That's yeah, yeah. I. I was wondering if that's how that worked, or if it was a different way. Where I felt like Halloween 2018 did feel very contained and it had a sense of finality to it with somewhat of a open ending, not like traditionally where like in a horror movie where you get Final Destination or Jason where you're like, we got him. No, we didn't. Or we escaped death. No, we didn't. Because this one kind of had a finality where like, we're like, oh, Michael's in the basement. But yep. then Michael is no longer in the basement at the very beginning, but we also don't see him die, so it's a little bit open-ended. And then with Kills, I felt like that they were beginning to tie so much into 1978. I thought they were going to go somewhere, but I thought that they maybe gave themselves a sense of finality at the end of uh, at the end of 2018 because they were just like, we might not get a sequels because the last Rob Zombie movies were received so terribly hmm. that I felt they left themselves some wiggle room there. And that's how I felt 2018 ended. And then kills. I thought they were setting up something, but we, Halloween ends confirms that they were not. <laughs> I, I'm completely with you. I'm, I, uh, I like Halloween Kills. I do think it's stepped down from 2018, um, mm-hmm. but I like it overall. And and the whole everything that people complain about with the mob mentality and the hospital stuff and the fact that it's like a number of these people should have realized that that patient who was just in the hospital looking for help was not mike myers for many different reasons um so that was kind of that was like really dumb but um as much as that part's like stupid and and that they sidelined laurie strode for the entire movie i kind of forgave it because at that point we already knew that this was going to be a trilogy and kills Mm -hmm. feels like a middle movie like it very much it doesn't definitively end mike myers basically comes out on top at the end it feels mm-hmm. like okay, they're really gonna go somewhere, and then, like you said, ends feels like they <laughs> they didn't know where they wanted to go. <laughs> they lost the notes to kills, and they started writing the script, and they're like, "What happened? What were, were we doing? Something with the window? No, we weren't doing anything with the window. That, oh man, like Jesus. they just drop it. They drop it. Yeah, they're, they they just lost the notes. Yeah, I feel like they did that a lot f- from kills. Um, I guess maybe to kind of get... I know I'll bring some of this back up because Sugi already mentioned a part about supernatural sort of elements that feel like they, again, didn't know what they wanted to do with this stuff. But um, ends... Not to, like, retell the whole movie, but basically ends starts off very different from other... You know, not counting, like, Season of the Witch or something. Very different from this timeline of Halloween movies. And the fact that Mm -hmm. the very first thing we hear is something that's never been built into this world before. Not that it's unbelievable that it exists, but we get the first note of, what's it, Big Willie or whatever, the DJ of Haddonfield. Yeah, 94.9. Yeah. Yeah. Very first thing we hear, we're taken into Haddonfield 2019, a year after everything that happened in, in Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills, and we're introduced to Corey, who isn't a babysitter, but is babysitting, uh, for a little pain in the neck. I swear, outside of those kids in the 1978 film, every kid has kind of been a little shithead. <laughs> Anytime oh, they've shown them. 
Most of them are pretty terrible. <laughs> Nin 1978 had such a good balance with uh with with Lindsay. Oh my God, Lindsay, Lindsay. Uh, uh, sorry, Lindsay doesn't even. She is a thread that's completely dropped in Halloween Kills. Yep. Remember, she escapes and she hides in the woods. And then now, what? Four years later, she doesn't even get picked up. That that uh that just came back to me. Yeah, I mean, so she's in the movie, but her she's designated the role of like i read tarot cards now and also i, really... I work at the bar she's the bartender <laughs> what's also weird about Lindsay and halloween kills i don't know if you noticed it but like because she's at that scene where everyone gets killed at the park yeah. and then she escapes she runs and she hides behind that tree by like the bridge and mm -hmm. then michael doesn't find her yeah and then when they find her, like when like Tommy and them find her, she's like covered in mud, and she she looks like she like just got out of a fight. Yeah, she but looks like, like she got in a fight, <laughs> but she never got in a fight. That's just like, always bothered me in but that movie. I can I can still forgive that in Halloween Kills because that's that scene has probably the dumbest, but my favorite kill of all time when the nurse or the lady dresses the nurse goes to shoot Mike gun. Myers, and he kicks the door open, and it hits the gun and she flips it around and shoots herself in the head that's a great kill that's, <laughs> yeah, a, that's, that's an it's amazing a, kill it's a good kill it's a good kill it's it, amazing. I, uh, I didn't mean to uh sorry i just got completely sidelined by that but I, I just wanted to agree that uh 1978 Lindsay as a kid she was annoying but she was funny because mm -hmm. she had that like uh when when what's her name was just like annie was just like don't tell anybody about this and then she was just like he, she got stuck in the window and you're like oh that's funny that yeah. kid's annoying but she's funny and then same thing with tommy jarvis he's like He's a cute little like nerdy kid, but he's not as despicable as the kid at the beginning of Halloween ends. Yeah. And uh, so I'm I'm also really confused watching it on the second go. I know I subconsciously noticed this about the parents of the kid on Halloween ends, but I'm very confused. I guess you know it's not necessary that like this married couple's going to a Halloween party, so maybe they'd have matching costumes or something. But she's like a, a dressed as like a flapper, and he's a train conductor. I don't know what's going on with those that costuming. It just it was very confusing. I never thought about that. that was Neither did I. That's funny. I also think oh. it's weird because I think later on when we see the mother again, I'm pretty sure she's wearing the same costume, but she just has like a a jacket on at the bar. Like it looks like she's wearing the same top or dress or whatever. I don't know. It's the same costume from that really unfortunate Halloween night. Like, yeah. Every Halloween. That's really, really sad. Yeah, some <laughs> depressing tradition she might have come up with, perhaps. That's, re that's really sad. <laughs> yeah. One <laughs> idea that... One idea that I that I heard is just from another podcast, I think they were called the Halloweenies, is... If they didn't do Halloween 2018 and they didn't do kills and they just released Halloween ends as its own thing and they just said, we're doing this one movie and this is going to be it. Like, I think, do you think the movie would have been way better and do you think more people would have liked it if like 2018 and kills didn't exist and this was just its own thing? Ooh, uh, no, I don't, I, I think, I think there's <laughs> significant things you'd have to change if that were the case. Because mm -hmm. um, there are obviously there's plot things that don't make sense that you'd have to change with Lori, her granddaughter. All of a sudden, the parents are killed or something. Uh, um, but I think if you remove like those small elements that don't really play a big factor in this actual movie, 
then it could possibly work. Then it'd be like, you know, 44 years or something have passed. Lori's basically moved on. She's had a family. She lives with her granddaughter. And then all of a sudden, oh, shit, Mike Myers is here. Yeah. That's, yeah, I agree. I don't think it would be too much of a stretch. I think that was one of the problems that I had with this movie is that, where I know I understand that it's four years later, but Allison has almost no, you don't even hear the name Karen. You see a screen, uh, a screensaver and a photograph, but other than that, she's they, like these characters have no, they don't face anything that happened from Halloween Kills, and most of their arguments is basically, "Hey, you're still scared of Michael from 40 years ago." They <laughs> and they they still don't even know whether to focus on Allison as the main character or Laurie as the main character, mm-hmm. and I feel like Allison was almost the main character of this film beating out Corey and Laurie, but she has, like, no emotional resolution with anything. Uh, if anything, we're, we're just still depressed, I guess? Like, I just felt like it all amounted to just about nothing at the end. Yeah, That's why I bring up the idea, just because this movie's so disconnected from 2018 and Kills that if those two movies didn't exist, like, would this movie be better? <laughs> because it seems, have to. that seems to be, like, one of my, my only issue with the movie is that just so much stuff just doesn't line up. Like, my biggest problem is, why does Michael go from, I'm invincible, I just killed that whole mob in 20 versus 1, fight oh, to the God. death, to, all right, I'm going to go to the sewer and just wait for four years and get old. Like, why? That <laughs> so doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that, that is, that's one of my biggest problems with this movie, is in Kills, Lori says while she's in the hospital talking to Frank, that <clears throat> Frank says something like, do you think we can get him, or, or whatever, and Lori says something like, the more he kills, the stronger he becomes. And that was a huge thing in, like, the trailers and marketing. And even that moment, like you're talking about, like, they catch Mike Myers off guard. Tommy and his little posse beat him up. He's on the ground. They're stabbing him. Um, Ex-Sheriff Brackett is about to shoot him in the head. And then Mike Myers just goes, no, nah, fuck this shit, and kills all of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then goes back to the house, kills Karen, stares out the window. The part that I'm confused by is, that felt like it was clearly setting up that Mike Myers in some way, whether it's going to, you'd want to explain it as like, he is as Loomis said in the original, just pure evil and evil's like this entity. And he like, that is just it. Yeah. And the more he kills, he does feel stronger and whatever. If that's what you're setting up, then half the stuff that happens in ends doesn't make goddamn sense. Like at all. And also the window thing laugh you said this where it feels like they did these things and then totally forgot about them. the window thing you mentioned earlier they're just like he he wanted to stare out this window he could oversee all of haddonfield or whatever whatever so he did and then he just said all right that's enough and went and like just turned into a hermit that's like what what yeah. was that what was that about right. it made no sense that... but are are these issues with ends or are these issues with kills or are they just I, it's, issues it's... equally issues with both i actually think that this gets completely answered in ends as far as like the motive of michael myers now when she is writing her book she deletes the word him and changes it to it and then she mm-hmm. also writes that michael is the personification of evil like i think that's actually completely answered and do we believe laurie strode well laurie strode's journey in this movie is she gets a feeling that Corey is evil and then she looks into Corey's eyes and she sees that he has completely black eyes and then she goes visit visits the mother talks with the mother but then later she knows complete absolutely where to find Corey, back where he killed 
because he would kill and then he mm. would go home just like Michael Myers did. So she knew where to find Corey at that house because Corey killed and then Corey went back to where his first killing happened. So it was a pattern that she had recognized in uh, killers and she could tell something was going on. So ba based on that, she was a reliable hero in this film. I think we can also believe that Michael is the personification of evil that literally spelt out for us on screen. And that that's actually one of the things that I really enjoyed about this. We can talk about like Laurie's portrayal in the beginning of this movie in a moment, because I don't particularly like the way it starts out. Mm -hmm. But when, uh, when that moment happens that she hears Corey riding his motorcycle up to the house and she looks out the window and it's like a recreation of 1978 where Michael's like standing just outside the bushes yeah. and then he, he catches her off and then she's got that expression of she's like staring him down like something's not right. From that moment on, everything with Lori I enjoyed. The fact that she was like doing this detective work almost of like watching him, going to his yeah. mother, uh, mm -hmm. finding him at that house and all that stuff and it's just kind of proving what her thoughts were. Yeah. Loved all that stuff. So... Um, so you didn't like Laurie when she was like happy, like earlier I before that. I feel like it doesn't make sense. So okay, I would I would just like to to speak and defend it a bit because what I think now the movie should have explained this better, but what I think happened is they had like the movie trailer dialogue in Halloween Kills where what's the sheriff's name Hawkins where he's like yeah. in the hospital room with her and he's just like Laurie. It's not about you. Like, the only reason Michael tried to kill you again is because the doctor took him to your house. He just kills anything that's in his past. And it's not about you, Laurie. And he's you were just in the wrong place at the wrong time. So I think that after learning that it's not about her, she's learned to just let go of this living in fear of Michael Myers because she learned that it's not about her. She's not this obsession. It's, she was just in the wrong place, wrong time. So I think that's why she became less obsessed with Michael Myers and was just like a more chill and happy person. I think that's what it was, but the movie didn't clearly make that clear. I think. No, that that's, definitely makes sense. My point is point, just yeah. like, she was afraid for, you know, rightfully so for 40 years while this man was locked in a, uh, in a psychiatric high security place. For 40 years prepping and ready and then he comes and even though he wasn't like hawkins explains is like he's not after you it's just like happenstance like everybody's built up this aura and lure that the two of you are something more than actually it was mm -hmm. the fact that he escapes and then nobody knows where he is and she's just like okay it's like i don't know i i feel like she should be a little bit more and clearly by the end we see that she is kind of prepared in a way um mm. that when Corey does come after her he's like you think i was gonna fall for that or you think i actually did that just kidding haha -ha. but it just it just feels so strange and then also that i don't know the whole town and stuff is wrote in some weird ways here and i know that they in the beginning when they show that over a course of a few halloweens all these tragic events have happened and it kind of created this aura of like really shitty people in Haddonfield apparently. Um, but there's some strange stuff stuff going on. And I don't mind yeah. Lori being happy and kind of forgetting about first off, I am upset that her and uh Frank, the the I don't I guess he's still with the police force. It's not really super clear by the end of this movie. But they have yeah. that weird like we're flirting with each other in the store and it's like you guys like confessed your love to each other in the hospital. 
why is this still a thing? <laughs> like, just... Yeah. Four years of just, oh, let's just flirt when we go to the grocery store. <laughs> right. Right. And then they also didn't have, like, she's just like, when they run into each other in the grocery store, she's just like, yeah, you're probably wondering where I've been for the last, between the two movies. So they, like, never, they, they, they can casually run into each other, like, at the grocery store. But over the course of four years, they don't run into each other once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The four-year time jump makes it weird. See, I, I like the ideas of it. I, I did want to touch on something really quickly. I think that was a really good point that you brought up, Sugi. I didn't even make that connection because I, I do get kind of lost on like what this movie means overall. <laughs> like, what's the overall message? And I think that like it wasn't about you. Blah, like that was that's really cool. I think that's a cool idea. My only problem that I have with it is like the idea of it being written that way, where it's kind of like making a play on that we're hoping that these movies are going to be good. <laughs> but the script is like telling us like this is what you guys want well it's not it it's just something that happened and that can be okay sometimes but i i didn't enjoy it here because i didn't like halloween ends all that much i give it i also give it a five out of ten i like it when writing does that i i enjoy the troll <laughs> i i enjoy shit like that i i, I like that but still, yeah i don't i, I don't dislike it as a blanket statement i think i would have yeah. liked it more if i enjoyed ends I would have been like, oh, you guys did that well, and I liked it. Well, I love the movie, like I said, I still have a huge issue how Michael goes from, I can defeat uh, people, I can kill everyone in a 20 versus 1 fight to the death, but then I'm going to go to the sewer and just get old and weak. I, I, don't, I don't know anything about that. So, That's still a big issue for me. So there's a weird, there's a <laughs> line in this movie, there's a couple things going on in this movie that I'm. it's going to lead into exactly what you're talking about, because I also don't like it. Mm-hmm. But, so, we see at one point that there's this billboard. I think we see the billboard two or three times. I think the very first time is when um, Allison gets pulled over by the cop who she used to date, which, by the way, that cop looks like at least 20, 30 years older than she actually is. I don't Mm -hmm. know what... Did anybody else notice that the cops all looked like they were from the 70s? Like, hairstyle and build and, like, clean... I don't know. I just thought that was kind of strange. It felt like their police force didn't advance or something it's strange <laughs> oh i get the same feeling um but i think that that's the first time we see this billboard and it's about this missing woman and later on we hear and i think it might be it's during the dj right before he's killed there's a call in and this uh listener is like there's three missing people you're making all these jokes and something so i think the assumption is or not even really the assumption i think what they're saying is that this whole time michael has still been killing people in some way um whether that has to do with the right whether and right so whether the homeless man has is actually in on it or something that's i guess maybe (laughs) that's the whole thing's kind of weird but it goes back to what you're saying sugi in that if he's still killing people even if it's like less frequently he's quite literally the outside uh, the second time we see him when he's first like fully shown whenever uh cory lures that cop into the sewer He's like hunched over, ready to just croak, basically dead. And then he yeah. he slices his throat, and he does the little like his, I don't know his adre- his adrenaline gets pumping or something, and he like straightens out. And it's so it's so strange. It's so very weird to me. <laughs> he does he does that with the nurse as well. And mm-hmm. the um, I, I just did want to add to that with because the, the homeless man with the first time that Corey escapes and Corey kills and he stabs the the homeless man throws his knife, he says, Michael brings people in there 
and he yeah. kills them and they never escape. But you escape. Why did he let you go? Go back in there and get me that mask. I'm Michael Myers. <laughs> that that <laughs> makes it even more weird. That what makes it, that's what makes it even more confusing. The best part, because... though, is that the old man is Mike Myers. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> that's the real it's story It's even here. weirder and more confusing because he goes from... He goes from hobbling around to killing that Mulaney guy, and then he like, mm -hmm. then he like shakes around, and now he's strong again, and then he's good, and then he's back to being weak because Corey could just wrestle him and take his mask. So if he's been killing people in the sewers for four years, how come he's weak when killing people makes him stronger? Yeah. Like it's just confusing. I don't like that. <laughs> I agree with that weird part about him, Corey coming and like taking the mask from because it's just like okay, if his power is from killing people, he's now killed at least two people True. that we've seen yep he's still it's just like a pushover yeah. I, I don't know that part didn't was yeah. strange um very weird yeah very i also find it with what they're building someone exactly. else kind of pointed out that they've also there's just uh we'll maybe get a little bit more into Corey in a moment but they also have like this weird like is it a like a mentorship or something like what's the fact when Corey goes after the doctor and that nurse and he kills the doctor outside, and the nurse locks him out, and he can't get in. Michael's just already there waiting. And it even goes before that. When Corey goes to um, Allison that one night, and Lori pulls up and sees them walk up the stairs, Michael's just there behind the tree. Like, is he just, like, shadowing this person? Is he watching over him to make sure what he's doing is correct? It's so... I don't know. It's so weird. It's like... Is, is Michael trying to get like leftovers? Because the way that Corey's reacting, he's like not. He seems surprised that he's stuck inside. So we don't mm -hmm. even like. Does does Michael know? Like does Mike does Corey walk Michael back to his hovel at the end of every night? Does he knock on the door? Does he say, "Hey, we're gonna go out killing tonight"? Well, yeah. What is that relationship? Grab your knife. Just, we're going killing. Yeah. Right. It's, yeah. It's a very weird relationship. Like, it, are they working together, or was Michael just like? creeping on him the whole time and they're I think, not actually working together. <laughs> I think it could have worked better if maybe after that first cop kill, if Michael went out and just did Michael things and Corey was shadowing him. Because there is that when he's killing the nurse and he's holding him up holding her up just before he stabs her, Corey mm -hmm. unwraps his arm his hand, his bandaged up hand, and then he mm -hmm. starts to like try and mimic the grab or the, like the choke move that he's doing or something. And it's mm -hmm. all it's it's and then right after that, he goes off and just kills everybody on his own. Like, he's done with it. He's like, all right, I, I learned what I need to see ya. Yeah, yeah. He, because he, he, when he grabs that guy, he's like, show me, show me. And then he's, it, it doesn't, like, oh, stabbing. Like, it doesn't seem like it to be that intricate of a process of whatever it is. Oh, yes. Keep stabbing him until he can't move anymore. <laughs> It's just a simple stab. What do you mean, show me? Yeah. yeah, right. yeah. Uh, to be to be fair, Ma Maggie and pointed that's, this that's out. A knife. Ma Maggie pointed this out many times when we watched because we watched uh, all four of them in a row. So we went uh, seventy-eight, eighteen kills, then end. And she pointed out, and I think the first time must have been in seventy-eight. But she goes, "That's not how you're supposed to hold a knife if you want to stab someone," because <laughs> he's holding it. Uh, I guess like right side up like if you were to you were cutting something i suppose instead of stabbing where you should have like the blade is down out of the bottom of your hand versus up and in this movie he michael very clearly at one point turns the blade down when he's going to attack Lori near the end 
And Maggie's very quick to go, see, that's how you're supposed to do it. (laughs) So I guess there is, you know, some sort of technique to it. Right. He, he, he was also left-handed in 2018. And in this film, he was all kills and ends. He was right-handed. And I don't know why they, I thought maybe with 2018, there was some intention of like you know the left hand being the devil's influence and then in mm. 28 in kills and and ends it was all right handed so I, I think i was hope, too hopeful maybe i think i know the reason for that <laughs> in 18 he gets uh two at least two of his fingers blown off on, oh, his, you're right. on his left with, hand with, yeah with the, the shotgun, shotgun. Yeah. Yeah. yep yeah. exactly you're right you're right that's cool so that at least stays that consistent cool. but i don't think i ever even noticed that, <laughs> noticed that before and like if you didn't explain that, that would have been weird just because of like it's James Duke Courtney who plays him in all three movies. So I'm like that'd be really weird if they didn't explain that. While we were talking, I brought up the Halloweens to see if it was a different Michael Myers that was an actor. I was like trying to answer my own question, like, but that's a, the shotgun that makes perfect sense. Yeah, that's a that's perfect. So thank you, Kramer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. one definitely. Worked. That's the you know watching them back to back to back. Yeah, <laughs> right. helps quite a bit. That's cool. Um, I like. So, yeah, I don't know. I did find it funny. I thought, you know, if, like, Mystery Science Theater or somebody ever did this for this movie, the scene that I mentioned where Lori comes back home and sees Alice and Corey go upstairs and Mike Myers is just behind the tree, I'd imagine his inner monologue, even though he doesn't speak or anything, would just be like, her again? God damn it. Like, (laughs) he just, he sees her and then he's like, shit, and walks away. (laughs) He's like, I'm starting to look weird. It's going to make me look bad. I don't, I don't want to fight her again. Yeah. I've had enough of this. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just leave her alone. I don't want to fight her again. Let me just kill 12 firefighters. Yeah. This is getting ridiculous. Yeah, let's, let's go fight an angry mob again. For some reason, yeah. I can't kill Lori. I, I'm just done. <laughs> don't yeah. want to fight her again. Uh, <laughs> I will say, in Sugi, you'll maybe like this. Uh, I did find it funny. There's a scene when they come out of the grocery store and that lady like accosts Lori being like, it's your fault. Look what he did to my sister. She can't speak and her husband's dead. First off, cool that they like definitively showed that that lady lived because in yeah. kills, she's still breathing at least when we last see her, although mm-hmm. choking on her own blood. But I don't remember if dead meat counted that as a kill or not. So he might have to he recount he kills did. and fix that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and even funnier, he had to deal with the same shit for 2018 because he counted Hawkins as a kill. Oh, that's he, right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. two in a row, there was kills that got undone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so that's funny. <laughs> there, speaking of kills, I wanted to... Because there's a lot of great emotional kills in Halloween Kills and, and Halloween 2018 and even... Halloween like 1978 like mm-hmm. the the I think that the emotional pool of like killing Karen at the end um and it, we were even talking about this further like I'm, I'm surprised that killing his daughter did not further drive this vendetta with Laurie in fact it did the inverse yeah and she stopped hunting him and she never hunted him mm-hmm. and after that point which is a bit odd but um when they kill Vicky in with and like there's a couple douches that get killed in every movie and I think that's always a good balance. In Halloween Ends, there is never, nobody likable ever dies, except when Corey's uh, uncle or father gets yep. shot in the head, but that's Ronald, done by the teenage kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well. Yeah, and the, and the assumption would be that Corey wasn't going to kill him. Like, he was just kind of standing, because he 
he didn't move or anything and he even took the mask off when he was confronting him and then he puts it right back on before the that one shitty kid shoots the gun right well i would say i would say i felt emotionally hurt when Corey died because i enjoyed him a lot more than actual michael myers in this movie yeah and i feel like that's the big flaw with the Corey storyline is he dies way too soon i wish he had more involvement in that third act so i well, felt emotionally hurt because for me, the, I, I love him. <laughs> right, but I think that like as an overall thing, you're not supposed to like him. But I, I, I hear you. I hear you on your end, right? I, I felt like he was an interesting character, sh- sure. But I don't. I don't feel like he was. He wasn't like Karen's level of having a, a multifaceted character of being a loving mother, protective, having a nuanced relationship with with Laurie, where she both cares about her but also fears her, and then Karen dies and I think that's 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 tough and then Vicky we she even has multiple dimensions of being a uh you know a good friend of Allison being a girlfriend being a, a playful and kind babysitter yep. and then she dies and that's sad where Corey is a bastard like he was blowing and you know it's sad because he's a victim sure of of all this abuse but he dies, and then the the uncle seems nice because the uncle sees that Corey's hurt and he's trying to help him. But all four of those teenagers were bastards. The homeless man tried to fight Corey first. The little kid in the beginning of the movie was not likable in the slightest. But, yeah. If, yeah. I am totally in agreement with there. I just, not, you brought the kid up again. I just remembered. Um, <clears throat> so in the original Halloween, 1978, we do see on tv when Lori's babysitting they're watching um not actually watching the thing but the creature from outer space or whatever that original like 50s movie was called that the thing is based on mm-hmm. and in this movie they actually went back and they are watching the thing they're watching the scene where um they try to revive the guy and his stomach opens up and he bites off his arm so i little call That's back nice. to john carpenter stuff but i like that yeah. um I will say one of the things about Corey that's interesting that I think I probably realized kind of subconsciously the first viewing, but it was more prominent to me watching it this time. And it's, it's so heavy handed kind of like in your face, but it's something that I think a lot of people can very easily just kind of brush off their shoulder and not even realize is uh, his glasses are very signifying of who Corey is at the moment when he's wearing glasses because when he's wearing glasses both in the beginning and leading up to when he's thrown off the bridge when he's wearing the glasses is when he's supposed to be you're supposed to like feel for him be sympathetic um he's having troubles he looks like innocent or or kind of broken down or whatever i get that's just like a thing in in film or in media i guess where when people have glasses they're like little weak people you're supposed to feel bad for or something and every time he doesn't have his glasses on is when he's shitty. And then eventually at that bridge scene, they step on him and break, which is like the signifier for his uh, whatever humanity he has left snapping. Because right after that is when he stands up, pulls out the knife and tries to stab the kids before they throw him off the bridge. And then he never wears glasses again the rest of the That's time. Cool. That's awesome. that is cool. So if you think about oh, it, yeah. even at the party, when he's dancing at the party, um, 
I want to say he takes off his glasses and mask or something at one point when he's like he weirdly lays down in the middle of the dance floor. I don't know what kind of weird dancing that was, but that's yeah. just when that happens. He goes to the bar and runs into the mother of the child that he he accidentally killed, mm-hmm. and she yells at him. Then he yells at Allison. They have that fight. And then he leaves, has his glasses back on when he first runs into those kids. Then they break them. That's so cool. It- I'm glad you said that. That's awesome. Yeah. I think they also intentionally make his eyes like very black as opposed mm-hmm. to green. When you watch the film, you can see him actually have the black eyes of Michael Myers, which they did a great job of staying true to that in this film. And then he sometimes has green eyes because I guess he's like, I guess whatever that relationship is, which might be the crux of how what could make this movie better. Is this is he passing the personification of evil on to Corey or you know what 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 is it what's going on yeah i almost thought sugi and i talked about this a little bit i i think i almost thought whenever Corey first woke up in the sewer that maybe michael wasn't actually there and that he had just through being thrown over the bridge and everything that sort of happened his psyche just kind of broke and maybe the maybe the old man did drag him in there um Mm -hmm. or something and that mike myers wasn't actually there Because he then just, like, during that scene when Michael's grabbing him through a wall, choking him, there's, like, this weird flashback happening. And it's like, is that, is that Corey, like, his life flashing before his eyes? Is it Michael just seeing into his soul or something? What's that supposed to signify? And then that's when he escapes. And it's, I almost kind of wish that maybe... I don't know that I that would have necessarily been the best route to go, but I almost kind of wish that maybe what he found in there was just a dead Mike Myers, that Mike Myers wasn't actually alive at any point, that he did just go off and die after he looked out his window. Mm-hmm. It's because he took such a beating in Halloween Hills <laughs> and then he died. But I think like... Tommy yeah, actually I, got to kill him. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe like why I like the Corey character so much is we it gives a shot at what... Um, the ending of Halloween 4 did that Halloween 5 just decided not to do where they turned Jamie into like mm-hmm. a killer just because she made contact with Michael Myers it right. would have been cool like you said if Michael had just died and his evil just took evil took a new shape and it passed over to Corey it would have been mm-hmm. a lot cooler I think if it would have fully committed too. to the Corey storyline instead of oh end of the second act let's kill him off and let's bring michael in i think that would have been a lot cooler and that that, i agree completely and that's kind of what i was saying where in my review i was like i feel like there's potential for a really good story here a unique take on the formula you know people can talk all they want about season of the witch being different but halloween was never supposed to be about mike myers to begin with it's supposed to be an anthology Um, Mm -hmm. that's why you have such a generic name like halloween but i think that could have been an interesting way to take it however because you have laurie strode and mike myers it almost feels like you need to give actual closure and it just it they just kind of shoved the what is the square peg in the round hole or something basically Mm -hmm. one thing that just popped into my head right now they should have just like 
pulled in Avengers Endgame, and like the first twenty minutes should have Killed been the Laurie versus Michael fight. Like this should have taken place like right, during the same night, like right after where Kills ends off. Like she goes to whatever house, or they meet up somewhere, and they just fight, and she kills them, and she just leaves, and then we go four years later, and we go with the Corey storyline. Just that... have Michael Michael die in the opening twenty minutes. Like they should have just done that. I think it would have been cooler. And that would have been just... cool time jump and go to the Corey story and then we get a third act that's very Corey focused with Corey with Allison and with Laurie I think that would have been better than what we got um yeah in my I agree yeah they had I think they had too many cooks in the kitchen I think because mm -hmm. Corey was cool meeting with like when they were driving the motorcycle that was awesome when they were dating like I like the whole Allison and Corey dating was so much fun it's just like right how do we tie this in to what we already have. How can we move forward with Corey and Allison and make something interesting when we also need to tie up Laurie and Michael? And even the weird, yeah, that Dracula relationship, that beginning, I was interested. I was just like, I can't mm -hmm. wait to see see where this goes. Right from that beginning scene with Corey and, and then when they met Laurie at the gas station and they were be, watching him be introduced and then the, the landing, it just didn't stick. Yeah. Yeah. I even like how like, even like from the first scene where they showed him in the mechanic suit, I just had this vibe like, oh, he's going to get the Michael Myers mask and he's going to wear it and kill people. <laughs> and that's what actually happened. Like when he, they hinted at that because he worked at like the junkyard. So yeah. he's wearing the suit. So from that first time he wore the suit, I'm like, he's oh. going to get the mask. So you didn't even think about that. It was that's so awesome. cool when he got the mask. I enjoyed when he was going around killing people with the mask. I just wish the mm -hmm. movie focused more on him than mm -hmm. Michael Myers. Absolutely. That's another, another good point. Yeah. Um, you just you did just remind me as well with the glasses thing earlier. His his uh clothing changes after that point too. In the beginning, he's got like that little dinky kind of run down like faded bluish green jacket that's all like torn up and tattered looking. And then mm -hmm. after his Mike Myers experience, he's wearing like a brown leather jacket from that point on. Really? Mm -hmm. Wow! That's oh, man, that's I just so thought cool. just remind me of that too. I will say though, look as much as. I feel like the we had mentioned kills a few times. Um, I feel like the kills in this were kind of a step down. There wasn't anything mm -hmm. like as brutal or as cool as some of the past films. And a lot, of, some things, all multiple people were killed off screen in this one. Um, yes, the, so weak. Those four like bully kids, high school kids, whatever. Two of them were killed off screen. Yep. one did get a one decent screen yeah one did right one half screen that shot would have been mm -hmm. cool actually like melting his face like full on instead of just yeah in a blurred uh, close-up um so two of them get killed off screen which is kind of dumb um his mother gets basically killed off screen he walks off right screen. up to her and then it cuts um so uh, uh the secretary at the radio station gets killed in the background you don't really see anything happening there so i don't know the kills were kind of a weird step down in this one and also i think the victims like like you said earlier i feel like there were some victims in the past that were you know you kind of felt for and kills did pull like here's the nostalgia here's all these legacy characters you know and a couple of them are dying right. and this one was just like yeah kill the kid who's who's wearing who's got a mullet kill him please and yeah. kill the like kill the other ones that one girl i don't know she sort of tried to be nice to you i guess he didn't have to stomp her head <laughs> run her right. over and then stomp her head in yeah yeah the, the dj took the best kill the the, yeah, the cutting tongue, the tongue off 
the yeah the cut the tongue and then also when it switched to allison in the car and the radio mm-hmm. got all effed up the music was skipping that was that was the best kill but yeah let's kill the mullet guy if we're gonna hate everybody that dies kill mullet guy let me see that happen i hate yeah. him i want to watch him die <laughs> yeah he he got a i i almost felt like i don't know that i'd go back and watch it a third time or even fast forward just as a scene i almost thought for a second watching it a second time that you saw Corey walk up to the car in the background but i don't think that you do mm. which is unfortunate because at least with the dj you did see through the um i don't know what that kind of glass is it's kind of blurry but you can sort of see through it you can see right. him like picking up the secretary and at least stabbing her or maybe just pinning her against the wall and stabbing her whatever it is but yeah i don't know also this is a weird one this is going to be a weird one i don't i'll see if you, if you guys agree with this i always envisioned from uh halloween 78 even up to kills that haddonfield is like a small town like it's not mm-hmm. particularly big it doesn't seem to be very near to you know like a major city or something so in this movie the fact that it's got a radio station like smack dab in the middle of it felt strange to me and almost makes Haddonfield feel like it is a larger city than I ever envisioned so it kind of for me made it seem weirder that the whole community was like affected by three kills in 1978 originally if it is a much larger town to where it had I don't know it just it felt weird. It felt just very strange to me that all of a sudden this city, this town is much bigger than I ever envisioned. I just figured it was a small, quiet town. Like, I guess all the towns I've ever, like, grown up in, in just small, out in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. That didn't really bother me, but that's a good point. I've always felt like Haddonfield is kind of like Derry from It. It's mm. just like this, this town where like just bad things happen, where evil happens. Um, one thing, like following up on the kills, though, one thing I did like, I do agree that the kills are definitely not as cool as they were in Kills, but um, I did like the part when the doctor and the nurse um, got killed because basically you hear the doctor like kind of get taken off screen and then the nurse looks out the window by the pool and you can see on the left side Corey's just like in the shadows holding the doctor down and just stabbing him a bunch of times i don't know if you if you saw yeah. that but it, it was really sweet i enjoyed yeah. that part, <laughs> that part cool. also i kind of wish Corey would have kept that scarecrow mask for a few yeah, more kills it, yeah. it was a good mask it was really good <laughs> but yeah, yeah the kills are them. not as good as kills absolutely i agree Mm. The, the, the I guess they did kind of uh, two two callbacks that I kind of enjoyed was mm, I, Michael's has done this a few times where he stabs somebody to the wall and looks at him. Uh, he did it in 1978 to the boyfriend of Vicky, the, or whatever Bob. her name is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think yeah Bob, to Bob yeah, in the, the original. Yep. In the original, yep. and then um, you know looks at him, kind of weird, and that's yeah, like he he admires his work. Um, or he's fascinated by death or something. I don't know. There was depth to Michael, I feel. And then he did it in 2018 to the yep. boyfriend of Vicky. Uh, kills. I, I don't think there was any specific callback. But then, yeah, he did it in this one to the nurse that got the promotion. And they also, I think it ended with Blue Oyster Cult. Yep. Don't Fear the Reaper. Yep. Which was also in 1978 
but I think that was the song that was playing when Laurie and Annie were driving off to their prospective babysitting spots to Lindsay and Tommy's. Yeah. That one was great. Don't Fear mm-hmm. the Reaper. So good. Right. Great song. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that is... So, that's funny... I mean that you bring up that Michael likes to like admire his work because you're right he has done that a few times. Um, we didn't get to see him admire the work in in 18. We just get the pan over shot to the boyfriend stuck against the wall. Um, right. But Michael has a weird thing in some of these movies of like rearranging the bodies after the fact, which yeah. has always been a strange one. And in Kills, he does it to Big John and Little John. He sets them mm-hmm. up like the picture of them next to the record player. But he has and the he roles reversed. Music. And he plays music, right. I yeah. loved that part. And Which then he did it on the park also with like the people who are wearing the um, Season of the Witch masks. Like He put yes. them on the carousel. Yep. No, the, mm-hmm. the merry-go-round, sorry. Yeah, the merry-go-round. Yeah. Oh, and then he hangs... Uh, uh, what's her name? Yeah, something Ma- with Marion? Yeah. I think it's Marion. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is Marion because it's a reference to yeah. Marion Crane from Psych. Yeah, yeah okay. Or, yeah. yeah. Michael has... Oh, yeah, that, was the, that was also the nurse that traveled with uh Loomis in the OG one that was driving right. the car that Michael hijacked. Yeah. The um yeah, Michael has like this artistic side. <laughs> it's... They, they took the arts out of Michael Myers, first the schools, and now they're taking them out of our horror movies. Like there's there's a side to him that's not explored. I mean, you know, this is a horrible joke, but we've learned in history what happens when you neglect somebody's art. <laughs> true yeah (laughs) not good things (laughs) yeah not good things at all yeah and yeah i think i think that would have been great to explore the uh michael michael just fell flat yeah it's fun um somebody i i don't remember who said it it might have been jay who was gonna join us said it where he was like michael is barely in this thing i saw somebody share um they went back and kind of timed the screen time of Michael in Ends versus Michael in the original movie. And Mike Myers is in Ends more screen time than he is in 1978. By like a whole minute and a half or something. Do we see through his eyes in this one? We we see through through Corey's eyes, eyes, but not through Michael's. Hmm, okay. Because when when Corey goes to kill his mother, it's a POV shot of him opening the, uh, the cabinet drawer in the kitchen right. and grabbing the knife yeah I, I think that's important too there's that's that's one of the cool things about michael myers is it does that thing that maniac does um where you you see through the eyes of the killer and that's important mm-hmm. i feel to the tone and the just the vibes of the movie hell yeah yeah i think man i do i really do think the last maybe like I almost want to say 20 minutes. It might be closer to like 30 minutes of the movie, I think, are like really good. It is when Corey dons, basically dons the mantle of Mike Myers and he kills the Mm -hmm. kids in the junkyard, kills his mother, then goes after Lori. I think all of that is pretty solid. Um, Very few complaints with it. Um, I mean, the kills are, you know, subpar for being Mm -hmm. mostly off screen. But I think it all works, and I do think that that the revelation, you know, Lori sets it up as though she's going to kill herself, and we get a we get a very distinct shot of the pumpkins on the mantle, and yeah. then 
and then she shoots the pumpkin and be like, ha, did you really think I was going to do that to myself? And then shoots him. I think that showing that she, even though it's kind of been working towards, like, she's slowly, she's kind of realizing that something, Corey is evil or that he's got the same thing Mike Myers had, mm-hmm. uh, to show that she still has, like, that that fight in her for that moment or that she's like, look, maybe I don't have this trap house that I built, uh, but I'm still, like, I know how to play this game right love it and even the moment when she does realize michael's in the house with her and she locks the door as he's snapping Corey's neck and then she walks silently past him and he turns and it's just like oh all so the good. moments from tw- so in 2018 good. when they replayed uh for the references so myers throws Lori off the roof and he looks away because he hears karen or Al- he hears allison come into the house and then he looks mm-hmm. back and laurie has gone all of the moments of her mimicking what Myers had ever done to her. Love it. Love that stuff. Yeah. So good. That's that's why I think that like it's kind of like the whole character of Michael Myers is kind of spelt out for us because everything that Laurie does and says is absolutely correct. Like she completely understands Michael Myers just like Loomis did. And it's mm-hmm. just you gotta yeah, believe her. I will say I I believe uh laugh it was your um letterbox little blurb for uh halloween 2018 of being like the worst thing about this is that line of oh the new loomis yeah (laughs) whatever she says it's such a bad line it's such a like because yeah halloween 2018 for me is hitting on all cylinders and they're really making it their own thing and then she's like oh the new loomis and i'm like ugh. but other than that fantastic movie yeah it's not as bad as the line evil dies tonight though (laughs) i think it's a good rally because it's making it's It's making it's making fun of like hashtag evil dies tonight like it's making fun of the twitter mobs and i enjoy that so much because we we follow those the tommy jarvis crew and the hashtag evil dies tonight and they make all of the wrong and most terrible decisions that have ever happened ever hang and on, they all die on. i can't have you slandering tommy jarvis like that. i think his name <laughs> Wait, is tommy, tommy doyle, doyle. Tommy doyle. Tommy yeah, doyle. Yeah, tommy doyle. yeah sorry wrong uh wrong masked man yeah tommy doyle when they follow tommy doyle's uh uh yeah group of people and they all make the worst decisions yeah the new loomis slide reminds me of just like i think was it? Cody Leach was telling me just like his biggest problem with Halloween Kills was just the dialogue that especially like a lot of the hospital conversations are just like movie trailer lines. It's just oh, like definitely uh, uh, just mm. like all the I forget like all the stuff about Michael becoming more powerful as he kills <laughs> about oh he's looking through the window. It's just like they don't sound like real human conversations. They sound just like <laughs> we're gonna recite lines that we can put in the trailer. Right. Yeah. Look, I yeah. love I love <laughs> Danny McBride, but who knows if he's capable of writing good dialogue? <laughs> who knows how much how much is 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 his voice and how much is whatever. But he's, I thought the dialogue East East Bound and down. I love I Eastbound and Down. I, I think not. did he write that? Because uh, I think the writing in that was fantastic. oh he, he might have. I actually don't know because the dialogue in Ends was a lot better though than in Kills. Yeah, and yeah, but they also had voice. Uh, they had uh, two additional co-writers, so. Every movie they had, <laughs> they had a third writer. It was always David Gordon Green um, and Danny McBride plus someone. And in this one, they had, two additional, they had two additional people. 
I'll be back in one second. I'll be right back. So. I felt the yeah, I felt the dialogue was way better in ends um, compared to kills. It wasn't. It was Although, not as much like the same movie trailer lines. As, as funny, line. I I definitely agree with it, and I think that goes back to what I was saying, where I think kills very much feels like the middle child. Uh, like it feels like it's fun. There's a lot of great kills. I enjoy that, but it doesn't really feel like it has a start or end. It feels like it's just there to sort of bridge a gap. But then the gap, it, the gap it, that we put a bridge over, leads to nothing. In the end, with ends, um, there's the line in ends though, where after Laurie introduced Corey to Allison, and they're at home, and Allison and uh, what was her name? Um, uh, Lindsay. Lindsay is there, and that's where she reads the tarot cards for Allison, and she's like, "Oh, you got death. That means end of end of a." sequence of your life or whatever and Lori says you just gotta find somebody rip out your shirt and show them your tits or something yeah that's pretty much exactly what she said (laughs) i just just don't even like what is that line and then they cut directly from that to something else and it's just so it's so weird um i think the in this movie the one character who doesn't work for me like at all well I guess there's a couple. First, mullet boy. Can't get behind that at all. I don't know why mullets are, like, having a resurgence. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> um, second is the DJ I can't really get behind. Well, he does have a great kill, I I don't know. It just, that whole segment just doesn't really do anything for me. And then, again, it feels like they're trying to, like, cramming in world building where Corey's like i used to come here all the time to hang out and stuff and it's like we've never even known there was a radio station in this town um but the dj's kind of just he's fine but again they started off with him you hear him a bunch throughout it's just kind of build like he exists he's part of this town people know who he is whatever but mostly the mother Corey's mother just they never really get around to saying specifically what's going on with her uh, but very clearly, she su- suffers from something, uh, and it's so insufferable almost the entire time. It's like Eddie's mother in in it. Yes. Um, yeah. Similar vibes, definitely. Yeah. It's definitely. just. Yeah, I don't know if they were trying to do like a uh, like the only thing that I feel like Corey was really missing. But then again, like I just feel like the whole thing with Corey was just wasn't really that fleshed out. Was like, is he like, if if they if if they had Corey play video games, I would have been like, okay, I get it. You guys, are, you know what I mean. I kind of see what you guys are going for here, but I don't. Yeah, that's why I was so confused with the overall like thesis of this movie. It's just like, what mm-hmm. is what is this? Is this movie about something? It just didn't feel so. It didn't feel confident. Like, it's it was weak. Yeah, and um, and I I don't remember exactly what um, Diamondback said. Uh, Cause he posted that one thing in your discord kind of yeah, going yeah. through what his thoughts on the movie were. And I didn't, I know I just off the top of my head, I remember I didn't agree a hundred percent with what he was kind of pulling from it, but everybody can take whatever they want to take from the movie, mm-hmm. but going with, uh, with the mother, similar to like what you, what you were kind of getting at is like, what are they trying to tell us with Corey here? Because in the, mm-hmm. in the beginning, it feels like with the opening with him accidentally killing the kid, and then we see quickly that over the next few years, there was a, a double murder, a suicide, and that the town seemed to rally behind 
like this boogeyman because Michael was on the loose. Uh, it sort of uh, wrapped everybody up. Anytime something bad happened, the town sort of just turned on whatever the cause was, Corey being one of them. So it's like, are, are you trying to say this evil is like, like Mike Myers was born with it and he's like, he's being molded into it. Is this like nature versus nurture? But then you go back and you see his like family life and she's like, was she like this before what happened to him happened? Or is this only after? And like, she's also kind of taking, uh, I don't know, took like a turn when all this happened. Like she had a psychic break or something, or is it trying to just indicate that maybe this like runs in his family of some sort of way that, you know, like, of course he was going to snap. She's already kind of crazy. Yeah. And they don't even really pose the question to us that it's even supposed to be something that we should be considering as the audience. It just mm -hmm. feels like it's thrown together and, and here's the movie. Makes sense. Yeah. It's, I feel like if we want, it goes back to my like flaw, my only flaw with Corey is I feel like he just, they killed him off way too early. Um, Mm -hmm. Which which is why they should have, like I said, they, if they wanted to do it like this, they should have had the Michael and Laurie stuff start off the movie and then it just moves on and jumps to the Corey storyline so we could have him just have a bigger focus in the ending. Like you said, you feel like the movie doesn't like fully commit to the Corey storyline. It's because it doesn't. You're mm -hmm. exactly yeah. right. They just kill him off way too early. And I, yeah. I love the end games, Halloween end games that you yeah. pitched earlier. <laughs> yeah, Once you yeah, said I, Halloween end games, I was yeah. like on board. I, that's, that's what I wanted. Because if in like the for opening twenty minutes we get Michael dying and getting thrown into like that uh, car grinder meat grinder like after that it says four years later like we would just be mind blown like we're twenty minutes in and he's dead already <laughs> right. it would have just blown our minds everybody it. would have been on board if it opened oh like that you know what yeah. you've kind of I like the <laughs> idea but I was gonna say something but I think you just kind of changed my mind is that because mm -hmm. I was gonna be like well. If you go that route, you can't possibly let the whole town know that Mike Myers is dead because then the the things that happened in the subsequent Halloweens kind of lose their but I uh, lose like their meanings. But now I'm thinking it might even actually be better is if you did kill Mike Myers and only the people who like let's say the movie picked up that same night after Carrie was killed yep. or not yep. Carrie Karen was Karen. killed yep. and whether it's the police or Allison or whatever leftover mob or, or Lori hobbled her way out of the hospital or something, they managed to kill Mike Myers. And then what you can do is only the people who are present fully know this. And the, the police chief can like give a speech and be like, Oh, it's handled. Don't worry about it. Blah, blah, blah. But then that leaves like an air of like questioning the authority for the town to be like, well, did he really die? And then these series of bad events happen so you can still wrap it up in this boogeyman thing. And then eventually, Corey gets the mask, and all of a sudden, people are like, oh shit, no, he is still oh. alive. You lied to us. Hell yeah. It'd be a great movie. They should have, Blumhouse should have hired me. <laughs> they should they should have. You could have been one of those, that fourth writer. They should have hired me. <laughs> what if, yeah, and, and what if, like, maybe when you're talking about trusting the authorities, which people that don't know what happened, Allison's boyfriend is out there killing people that he wants to kill. And then you can wrap it up between this whole Michael Myers thing, like very uh, fifth season of The Wire. You got the, what, the the person biting people's butts. <laughs> you know, you do that with Michael Myers where the police start using Michael Myers as a means to the end. Yeah. Oh, man. 
all we're saying is they're more interesting in different directions i think the, the, the movie the movie we could have had like damn mm-hmm. damn <laughs> hashtag not my mike myers i'm just gonna start that <laughs> we could have had i mean we've kind of like seen something like that and it's uh, an amazing movie called Friday the 13th. No, it's not um, called Friday the 13th. It is called Jason Goes to Hell, The Final Friday. Ten minutes in, they kill Jason Voorhees. <laughs> and he lives on through his heart. He's basically a Kendarian demon that possesses people. And they, in fact, have to kill him with the Kendarian dagger at the end of the movie. That's I mean, awesome. Oh, my God. That movie is so dumb. They should have been Michael Goes to Hell. Halloween ends. <laughs> That's what they should have done. Oh, can you imagine Michael, Michael sitting down in hell with his mask on, and then uh, you sit through the you sit through the credits, and mid credit scene pops up, and it's just like, "What'd you think we were done, bitch?" And then <laughs> Freddy Krueger's next to him, wiggles his fingers. Now, now, to be more license accurate, what they could have done is they could have just showed Chucky step on the mask and have him laugh like. <laughs> Because they actually have lights into that, that universe. No, yeah, just no, 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 no. You don't even do that. You literally have Chucky just show up in a doll factory with the the uh, what is it, the heart of Dembala, doing a yeah. ritual to bring Mike Myers back to life yeah, as okay. a doll, as a doll. What if crossover event? Michael needs to go into Corey's body. Uses oh, that, yep. That, Michael that goes to hell. That's it Bam. right there. Michael oh, goes God. to hell. Bring in all the franchises. They should have made Michael go to I think, uh, Suki, I think it was with you, (laughs) the, what was, the the Michael-verse going with the end game. They literally just do Halloween multiverse of madness, and it's all the Michaels from the different timelines. Yes, they all just show up. And then they oh. just they just like use the like, aging effects to bring in all the different lorries. <laughs> oh, you got Tommy Doyle, Paul Rudd, and then also yeah. uh, Tommy Doyle from Weird, uh, fuck it, was it Weird Science? Mm. Yeah, and Anthony Michael both, Hall. Yeah, you got yeah you got uh, old Huckleberry and 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 Paul Rudd's lead pipe. Oh, old, old Huckleberry sucked. By the way, that was a bad that was a bad line. We should have dropped that. Um, and then how they defeat all the Michaels is by, like, they put all, like, the mechanics in their masks and they play that Halloween se- pre-season of the Witch commercial and it just... <laughs> yeah, they just melt, yeah, 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 yeah. They <laughs> melt all of Michael's heads. <laughs> it's that time, kids. All the Michael masks start panning around. They're like, what's that song? I wasn't in that movie. What happened? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> amazing ideas michael goes yeah. to hell halloween ends that's how they should have done it yeah <laughs> they should have done it. <laughs> i think maggie asked at one point about uh i think we talked for whatever reason about uh freddy versus jason and she's like they should just have like a jason versus mike myers they're basically the same thing and i was like yeah imagine how uninteresting that would be <laughs> Imagine just the dialogue like, they'd have between each yeah, other. Yeah, just right. stare and breathe. <laughs> That's why Freddy works. Freddy talks. Yeah, you know. That's why you get Chucky Michael. Mm. Chucky talks. That works. Oh, God. Oh, just bring God. the whole Chucky universe in. Have Tiffany there. That'd be great. Jennifer Tilly in her Jennifer Tilly body, pretending to be Jennifer Tilly. Like Glenda too. Oh yeah, Glenn and Glenda meets Mike Myers. Glenn and Glenda, yeah. 
that would be oh man i would love to see the chucky level shenanigans with the seriousness that's michael myers like where chucky puts real ammo in 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 chucky 3 where he sets up this whole thing yep. where the kids are shooting each other and michael's just like like that's elaborate <laughs> just starts like stabbing people My- michael just looks at his looks at that happening with guns and explosions and shit and just looks at his knife and goes stab <laughs> stab stab <laughs> it'd be a great movie god that yeah. it's a nightmare waiting to happen It'd be Watch fantastic. season two of Chucky ends with Mike Myers showing up, or the mask is on the ground or something. That'd, that'd be pretty <laughs> sweet. I think the mask has already appeared. It was in the beginning of Bride of Chucky. It wasn't it in like that evidence. Oh just, yes, I think yeah, right. the mask was in it, so it's already appeared in a Chucky movie. <laughs> it it um, has already appeared. <laughs> okay, well then. Um, Maybe we'll just wrap it up here <laughs> since we've been going for an hour and we've at this point kind of lost our minds. Um, I don't know. Any any final thoughts for the movies or, or even the trilogy maybe? Um, I guess I, it's I, technically not a trilogy. Yeah. but I, I, will, I will say this. Going into this uh, podcast, I loved, I, I loved and enjoyed the movie and this, talking to both of you has only made me love it and enjoy it more and I'm going to go rewatch it. Hey, that's a positive. <laughs> I only love it more after talking to both of you about it, so thank you for doing this. Yeah, the, uh, likewise. I, yeah, you guys definitely uh, pointed out a lot of different things that I didn't consider or notice the first time. So thank you guys for that. I also... Uh, yeah, I, I liked the movie. I liked watching it. I think it's a lot of fun. Um... I think, you know, a little bit about the Halloween trilogy that we could have had because I, like I said, like I really thought Kills was going somewhere. But, you know, at the end of the day, we still have Halloween 2018, which is like a nice little movie with a bow on top with some finality. Um, but either way, I, I'm, I'm, it's not the last time that I'm going to watch all three of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel more or less this i mean it's not like this in, in increased what i think about the movie but i do think um i think next time i watch it i'm gonna start with the last like 10 minutes of the movie and then watch leading up to that and stop it <laughs> when Corey dies i'm gonna end the film <laughs> so start with laurie uh, with laurie and michael fighting and him dying and then start the rest of the film <laughs> do it <laughs> do it <laughs> see how it plays that way <clears throat> hell yes okay well we'll end it there that was a fun chit chat um i don't know maybe this will be something that i do more down the road with other movies uh full spoiler discussions of some sort uh but why don't we we'll end with you guys just i don't tell people where to find you what they can what kind of content they can find from you you can you can find me if you want to hang out with me and chat. You can find me at uh, twitch.tv slash nacho egg. I hang out there. <laughs> Perfect. If, if you, yeah, if you don't like uh, if you don't like hearing me on uh, Twitch, just you can follow my podcast at the Good, the Bad, and the Weird. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Found, also, any, if, found anywhere if, podcasts exist. If you want some good <laughs> like horror movie exist. reviews, make sure to like follow the good, the bad, and the weird movie podcast on like either uh, Facebook or Instagram. There is horror movie reviews and Marvel Cinematic Universe reviews that are written. The Marvel also. ones, yeah, yeah, yeah. So check it out there. 
Yeah, thank you. Thank you for reminding me that I also post <laughs> content on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you. <laughs> that is true, and I do that. Yep, definitely. Perfect. Everyone, always go to twitch.tv slash nachoegg. You never know what Patapon game or farming simulator they might be playing. Yes. I heard Bug Snacks is soon. Yes, do it. <laughs> Next time we might talk about eating kaiju and what they taste like. <laughs> do it. It's going to be great. MFKKNE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> FMKE. Yep. I mean, eat all of them, I guess. <laughs> Why not? All right. Well, thank you for jo joining. Uh, it was a great conversation. Maybe we'll do it again sometime. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm thank always you for having me. Movies. Thank yeah. you for having me. This was a lot of fun. <laughs>